You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. Just start we with just a big sigh. Just start, just start with just, a big sigh. We both started with a sigh at the same time. That was amazing. We are in sync, baby. Look, man, hopefully y'all can put up with this foolishness we're about to put out to y'all. Same thing with the internet connection that's a little struggling on Doug's end, but your camera's great. Doug, despite how you're feeling, you look fantastic. Can I just tell you that? I look like I'm filming a noir version of this podcast, and you look fantastic. Well, thank you. I wish I wish I looked as uh, fantastic, or I wish I felt as fantastic as I look, mm-hmm. uh, because I don't feel very good about what just happened in the NBA draft for the Locked On Hornets. This is a Locked On Hornets podcast. We're going live on YouTube right now. I'm, I'm I don't know about this connection. We're both in in areas of the country that we're not normally in. So if the connection uh, does fail us. Uh, just know we are recording this episode. We'll post it to the podcast feed. We'll post it back to the YouTube feed. Anyway, let's get to what happened. Uh, I, I just want to talk about the lead up to that 13th pick. We don't we don't get a lot we don't get a lot of NBA trades. That doesn't happen. I thought there were going to be a lot of trades in this draft. That doesn't happen until we get to the 13th pick. And I look and I say I see that the Spurs don't take Jalen Duran at nine. And then the Knicks trade their 11th pick to OKC. OKC needs a center. They don't take him at 11. Then OKC doesn't take Jalen Duran at 12. Walker, I'm thinking the dream is alive. And then I get the Shams tweet that Jalen Duran is the pick at number 13. The dream is officially alive. And then the dream died immediately. Walker, tell us what the Hornets did. Yeah. The Charlotte Hornets drafted Jalen Duran at 13th overall. Big man out of Memphis that has been the dream forever, by the way. Similarly to Evan Mobley being the dream just last year, but it never had a chance of happening because of where the Hornets were selecting and where Evan Mobley was going to go. It became realistic for the Charlotte Hornets as mock drafts started to unfold in the last two weeks or so. And then reality hit. And not only was Jalen Duran available, but Mark Williams too. And so it's great. We got both big guys, but specifically Jalen was available. They drafted him. And then it was immediately reported two minutes after that they traded him to the New York Knicks. Now there were a lot of fumbling of the reports not fumbling it's not their fault we just had no clue exactly what the charlotte hornets were getting in return for this jade uh, for this jalen Duran trade but what they ended up getting i'm trying to pull up my picture here look that maybe you want to be behind the scenes because this is what we're giving you right now so rod boone eventually got the details on this as of 10 o'clock tonight this is what he said as the dust settled the charlotte hornets got the denver 2023 first round pick the 2023 Knicks second round pick, a 2023 Utah second round pick, a 2023 Dallas Miami second round pick, the most favorable of those, and then the 2024 Knicks second round pick. To put it simply, the Hornets got the Denver 2023 first round pick and four other first rounders. So Jalen Duren was a guy that I think would have been a huge success, a really good fit with LaMelo Ball. He filled that position of need that the Charlotte Hornets desperately have been coveting for quite some time. And then they trade that guy for a future first 
and four second round picks. There's some value there. I'm trying to be objective, trying to be at least somewhat reasonable here. There's value in that. At the same time, that Denver pick is most likely to be worse. This was the year where Denver had all the injuries they suffered. Michael Porter Jr., gone. Jamal Murray, gone. And they were picking 21st this draft. That's eight spots worse than the trade, than the draft pick that the Hornets just gave to the Denver Nuggets. So assuming both of those guys come back, you would imagine they finish a little better in next year's NBA regular season, which then makes that pick worse than 21st. I, I'm having a hard time really making sense of it. Mark Williams had to be higher on their board because they would have, it, it, unless unless they just had both of these guys as the same, but Mark Williams had to be higher on their board and they wanted to take him at 15. They just get rid of Jalen Duran at 13 with, with some of this other compensation. Yeah. Uh, I leave this draft night pretty damn disappointed. You know, that, <laughs> you know, draft night has heightened emotions. You know, like we, we need yeah. to bake that in when we're trying to assess what we might feel on draft night, like two weeks in the past or whatever, you know, trying to gear up for the future. But yeah, like it's disappointing, you know, with what the Charlotte Hornets did tonight. The Hornets have a hole at the center position. It's not going away. Probably not going to solve it this season because you've let that you've let that position atrophy over years such that you really have no depth. So you have to have multiple players uh, progress through your system. That's the, that's the cheap way to do it. Is uh, That's the cost-effective way to do it, is to bring these center prospects in through your system, through the draft, and, and build them up that way as opposed to going out constantly in free agency or trades and bringing back uh, the, the big money. Because once, they, you know, once these center prospects go and sign somewhere else and sign that next contract, they suddenly become a lot more expensive relative to other positions in this league because they are so rare. Uh, Jalen Duran was one of the best center prospects in this draft and and it was a a draft and and why he fell is because I think there were some teams up above the Hornets who didn't want a a project which is what Jalen Duran is he's not a guy who's going to immediately come in and impact you know on a big minutes level there were some things he could do like be a lob threat like he could have been a lob threat for LaMelo Ball pretty immediately Uh, but but there was some things that he would have to do to to really grab starter minutes uh, you know, it was. I don't think it was going to happen immediately, but this was an opportunity. I, I thought to strike gold at the 13th pick, and instead, this is what happened. They traded the 13th pick for a first-round pick that is almost guaranteed to be worse, and you don't move off any of the the big money contracts that you were rumored to be wanting to move off of. And you acquire four second round picks that may you may or may not be able to trade. Meanwhile, the, the New York Knicks who were involved with this trade just just a few picks before got multiple first round picks for their selection. Make that make sense to me, Walker. I can't, man. <laughs> I really I really can't. Like, look, I don't want to be crazy depressed on this show. You know, I that's not the intent that I want to come on here with. At the same time, I don't love what the Charlotte Hornets did. Now, it feels weird because here I was gassing up Mark Williams the entire draft, thinking it would be the most realistic option. And we'll talk about right? it. I just want to say and, really quickly, I love the pick at 15, Mark Williams. I, I love Mark, that kid. Yeah. I think he's going to be great. I, I I was high on Mark Williams this whole draft process, but the opportunity to take, take Jalen Duran, I thought, was just something you couldn't possibly – pass up if you were if you were really focused on the future of this organization that you don't trade first round picks for worse picks 
Yeah, it's that it, it seemed like an ill-advised move. Doug, let's try it. I'm trying to make sense of exactly how I feel because I do like Mark Williams at 15. He does come in and provide that center that we said the Hornets need to accomplish on draft night. And they got that at 15 overall. They did acquire a future first round pick by not making this first. So it kind of washes out and it probably is going to be worse. As you mentioned, Doug, you do get four extra second round picks. I don't know if that greases the wheels on potential deals that you can make in the future, but also the 13th pick could have done that too. And they said like Mitch Kupchak was speaking with media afterwards. And he said that there were a couple of deals that were on the clock that were, you know, coming down to it. And they decided, I guess this is the one, I don't know if they had offers anywhere else, but he was saying that it kind of came down to the wire there. So I, I want to take a quick break so we don't go too long here because we don't have great connection. We're, we're going to be talking about this all here. next week. Don't worry. We're yeah. just kind of we're just yeah. kind of vomiting our feelings, vomiting our thoughts, uh, our prayers for this organization on this episode. But we will be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, talking about this all next week. So don't worry about that. All right. So coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast, I'm going to give you an extremely unspirited version of this word. Sorry to Tim Kitzrow. Boom shakalaka. I didn't feel it. I tried it, but I didn't feel it. We do have big news, though. We can get excited about this. The one, the only NBA jam is back. Arcade one up. The leader in at home retro arcade games is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger than ever because wait for it. Shack Edition Machine is here. That's right. Shack Shack Edition. It's going to be awesome. Jump clear across the court and set the ball on fire in one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order now from Arcade1Up.com. That's Arcade, the number one, up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade1Up is the place for fun. They've got even more classics like Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many other starters, um, many others starting at just $399. You can check this out, too. They're giving away an NBA Jam Shack edition to a locked-on listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave anywhere in your house at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. You've got till July 8th to enter uh, the NBA Jam Shack Edition console contest. Don't miss out. Enter today. Who are you going to play with? All right. Trying to figure out why I'm I'm frustrated about this because I, I think seeing Mitch Kupchak's comment confirmed what I was afraid of and Mitch Kupchak speaking to media afterwards he said that it probably wasn't prudent to have multiple rookies and you had two first rounders you had that 45th overall pick so last year I want to pull up this tweet from I think James Plowright had it at British Buzz so I just want to make sure I have this right as I'm stalling trying to have my phone load this he, he said scrolling yeah yeah we're, we're still scrolling we're still scrolling we're gonna be scrolling forever so i don't want to do that but he did talk about how the whole thing was pretty complicated this is the direct quote the whole thing was pretty complicated as we had two picks we had multiple on the clock details in play part of our feeling was having three rookies last year it could be too much on a team we're expecting to make a jump i don't think it has to be that hard you have the 13th and the 15th pick If you want to move off the 15th pick to shed salary or the 13th, fine. Go explore it. If you want to try to get a first-round pick or something that is valuable 
more valuable than the 13th pick that you had here, which I don't think could be said for Denver's next year's first, then fine. I'm not hating the ability to trade, but we can just draft talented players with 13 and 15. We could do that. You can get Jalen Duran at 13. You can get Malachi at 15 or whoever, right? Like I don't, you know, not to go to my specific big board, draft whoever <laughs> you think is talented, you know, bias, like draft, draft. Well, yeah, draft anybody, draft two talented players and then have the problem of, oh man, we have too many lottery picks on our team. Plus I go back to last year where they traded up to go get Kai Jones. Gordon Hayward is already in place. Apparently, you already had plans to pay Terry Rozier a long contract. You had Rookie of the Year LaMelo Ball. Miles Bridges wasn't as good. Fair. But it doesn't mean that you punt on a 13th overall pick. <laughs> my light my, my light has decided to, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, my light has decided to go out, which which just sort of, which That's kind amazing. of is, is yeah. a metaphor for how I feel right now. So right. let's see if I can get um, it figured out. The value is not as bad as was originally reported, which was that they were only getting the Milwaukee first that was sent to Detroit and that Jeremy Grant trade that eventually ends up in Portland, right? They were going to send that pick to the Charlotte Hornets, and then we were like, okay, what else is coming? It's better value than that, for sure. At the same time, you could have, like, it doesn't matter if you have so many young players. Cut some of them. Try to figure out a trade after the those picks grow legs. Like you, you don't just have to say, "All right, well, we don't want any more rookies on this team." That's talent. That's talent. Every every lottery pick, and really, essentially, that fifteenth pick was a lottery pick. Every lottery pick is an opportunity to to hit gold to to draft someone that will literally change the direction of your franchise. Two thousand nineteen, Tyler Hero. 2017, Donovan Mitchell. 2015, Devin Booker. These are all guys, by the way, that the Charlotte Hornets also passed on in the NBA draft. Uh, the uh, 1996, the 13th pick. Yeah, I, yeah, Kobe I knew it was coming. Bean Bryant. Okay, I mean these are I mean, con- these yes. were all 13th <laughs> yeah. picks. I'm telling the, the, you. The point well, being is that you can get talented players there. The, 1985, Carl Malone. 1976, Mitch Kupchak. You could have drafted yourself, Mitch. You could have just had a carbon copy out there playing, but instead you decided to I'm sorry, I look like a Sith trade. Lord right now with this lighting. I apologize. I I, I want to get up and change this light, but I'm Good. too... I'm too, <laughs> too... Let the hate, let the flow, hate through flow through you. you. But yes. here's the... Here's the deal. It's getting stronger. Here's the deal. Every lottery pick is an opportunity to find gold. Instead, you traded it for worse picks, for demonstrably yeah. At least worse one. picks. Yeah. Okay? Here's the thing. I think Jalen Duran had an opportunity to be an absolute star in this league, and I think that 12 other teams um, passed up on him in a similar way that all those teams passed up on Devin Booker. Jalen Duran wants it, and he's got crazy athleticism. He's got all the tools that make for a star in this league, a future star in this league. It was going to take a little bit, but he could have been that player. And and, and instead, the Hornets decided to give, give up on that pick. They gave up on a first-round lottery pick for money. 
for money because they didn't want the roster spot because they didn't want to pay what you have to pay a player guaranteed when you select that player 13th because they're trying to re-sign Miles Bridges. If this if this only results in re-signing Miles Bridges and nothing else, if we're starting Mason Plumley, if we're keeping Gordon Hayward, then I just I don't I don't know what this I don't know what the direction the Hornets are taking in terms of the product that they're putting on the floor. I, with this whole coach, with some of these rumors around the coaching search, with everything that's being talked about around the Hornets right now, I have a pretty clear direction what they're trying to do financially. But I have no real clear direction as to what kind of product they want to put on the floor for fans. Well, look, if you if you want to get to the good news about what the Charlotte Hornets are doing, it's not money for the sake of saving a buck. It's money for trying to clear cap space to do something in order to help this team win. And so I understand that thinking that we need to clear cap space. <laughs> it is not to trade a 13th pick because you don't want rookies that count against the cap, especially yeah. being that close together, which right. seems I get like that. is what they were trying to do. And and you traded up for Kai Jones, who was always going to be a project. Did Miles Bridges' ascent really throw you guys for this much of a loop? Like, did you guys just have zero? Look, nobody saw what Miles Bridges, you know, nobody saw that was coming last year, no doubt. But it doesn't mean that you're like, all right, well, we'll just continue to, you know, throw money here and there, just try to, you know, tread water. And if, if Miles Bridges explodes, fine, then we'll figure it out then. They didn't. And so trade Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Maybe attach a pick there. Like it's easier said know. than done. Look, I mean, easier said than done on the Gordon yeah. on the Gordon Hayward front. But but let me can I can I just break or in just here? draft at thirteen and fifteen and don't trade for a worse pick. Well, right. Like yeah. I see the second half of that statement. That's where it is. Right. Don't trade for a demonstrably worse first round pick. There's no way unless Denver. You know, we all thought it was going to be this Milwaukee pick, but it looks like now Rod Boone's reporting. If that reporting sticks, you know, all which this is stuff, better to be fair. Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty three Denver first round pick. But that's look, that team is winning. They're doing things the right way. They draft the right way, and, and so that that team is on the way to continue to to win. I don't see that twenty twenty three pick being anywhere close to thirteen. Certainly not better than that. But again, two picks prior. The Knicks managed to trade their first round pick for multiple first rounders. So all I'm saying is if you're going to trade that pick, make a better trade. Yeah, right. Get 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 better value. Then because you can sell are... me on it. Then you can walk out and tell me, look, we didn't we didn't feel like it was prudent. Then you can tell me that it's that it that it's about financials. Then you can tell me that, hey, we're not gonna have room for all of these rookies. We wanna win now, we wanna move. But hey, we set ourselves up for the future. I'm not buying that a Denver first rounder and four second round picks. And I know that Mitch Kupchak has made a couple of savvy second round picks, but second round is a dice roll. It's a dice roll. He's been lucky with the dice so far, but it's a dice roll. And and you cannot sell me that those four picks mean better future for the Charlotte Hornets, not buying it. 
Yeah, well, there you go. Our Sith Lord has spoken. Let's move on. Let's get to the third segment here, but not before we talk about Bet Online to try to make some more sense of what took place with the Charlotte Hornets tonight and what they could possibly do in the future. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts anything else doug we need to talk about second round pick still here oh we got to talk about mark williams we got to we we do have to get positive about that because i i think uh i'm excited to see mark williams play here in charlotte i want to talk about that in just a second but i do want to say for anyone that's just like scrolling around this video wondering why my my lights where i'm in a completely different setup i'm on the road i've got this light it's obviously not working but i i thought about fixing it walker and letting you just monologue for a little while but i kind of like this lighting dynamic the dark and the light we represent the two sort of feelings that people are having because some people are positive about what happened with that 13th pick i i don't know how but they are they are i i envy them honestly i if you're positive about that 13th pick i envy you and your ability to stay positive in that moment well, here's the thing. I, I was as I was talking about it, you know, on draft night, your emotions are heightened. No matter if they're negative, if they're positive, you are through the roof if you're positive and you are doing a podcast of the dark and the negative. It doesn't matter. It is it is emphasized because I remember you having to talk me down when I was in love with Shea Gilgis Alexander. They drafted him. Then they traded him, right? Like we have to also acknowledge it happened the worst way with Jalen Duran, both of our right. favorite prospects, everybody's favorite pro- prospects. If he's taken at 14, somebody trades up and gets him it, with Cleveland, maybe it's easier to swallow. It still sucks, and we're probably angry at the Hornets for not taking him, but the fact that the Hornets had him and then lost it, I'm not going to buy the whole love analogy here, right? It's not better to have had Durin and lost than better to have not had Durin at all. Like, no, it is it is better to have not had Durin at all in this scenario. And so now that we all wanted him and we could have had him and then they trade him, that's what makes this all the harder to swallow. Now, hey, can let's I, talk can about I, Can, I, can I mention one other tweet that I saw that I thought was pretty interesting? Um, it, it was a tweet that immediately – got um boy i think my camera is now no longer focusing now i'm like now i'm really this is we are new to you, youtube it. is a new thing entirely and this is i'm gonna the first i'm, video gonna, I'm ever. gonna mention uh, oh there i come back all right so i'm gonna mention this tweet and then i'm gonna try to fix my camera while you talk about this so um this was a tweet I'm not even going to try to share my screen. I'm not going to go any, any level. <laughs> Don't do anything. All right. This is a tweet that was tweeted and immediately deleted, uh, but it stayed on my timeline. It was from LaMelo Ball. And LaMelo said, am I tripping? Or they just said Grant sliding this way with two I emojis. And I, I assume he was, because this was right around the time of the trade. And I assume that he's referring to Jeremy Grant there. So Melo is implying that he saw that Jeremy Grant was sliding this way and he had two eye emojis and I just love, and he, he deleted it immediately once he was, once it was clarified, you know, that, that Jeremy Grant was not in fact sliding this way, but 
it just indicates that, like, uh, to me, this indicates that LaMelo would be intrigued by the idea of, I don't know, a better player um, mm-hmm. resulting, you know, when you trade a pick, that a better player, uh, maybe a better pick, comes as a result of that trade instead of five worse picks. All right, I'm going to go fix my camera, my light, you talk. I mean, Mark it's Williams. amazing. As as that happened, my light fell. This is the most amateur episode. I know it kills Doug, too, because he loves to put out a professional product. I'm balancing the light right now. By the way, I did want to give Danny on the chat a shout-out for <laughs> tweeting at me and Doug, saying that I just gave the worst Palpatine impression of all time. I, yeah, probably wasn't very good. But good. look at him. He is a hood away. He is that black robe type thing that he wears away from actually being the Sith Lord. That's exactly what's happening. All right, Light, please stay up. We're good. Let's talk about Mark Williams, man. So we like Mark Williams. That's the problem. It's the individual trade that I think has us so angry right now. But Mark Williams walking away with him if you weren't able to get Jalen Duran is a good player to come away with. So Mark Williams has a nine foot nine standing reach. You've heard all of this analysis before but if we want to talk about how he fits with the charlotte hornets i do think he can defend he can protect the rim at a really high level i know nada is one that is really concerned about his ability to play defense in the pick and roll play defense out there on the perimeter and it's going to be a problem for sure but he comes in immediately and gives you a nice skill set and this is not some typical drop defender that is not athletic at that size right like a lot of guys that stand 7-2 are not going to have the vertical or the body fat content or like that Mark Williams has. He's he's an athlete at that size, which is enticing. You know, he does have the long wingspan. He does have shooting touch. Offensively, he can finish a lot around the rim. It's a lot of what the Charlotte Hornets desperately needed. For you to get that at 15, that is a good player to walk away with. You know, it, 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 it sucks for Mark because – our player that we wanted so badly was in our hands and then went away, but you do get a a very nice, I mean, calling him plan B doesn't do it justice, but Mark Williams is a good player to walk away with. You know, he's, he's not as universally beloved by Hornets fans like Jalen Duran was. I think everybody agreed that Duran was the guy. I think most people though, I think most still like what Mark Williams can provide this team. Yeah, How I mean, you doing, Doug? yeah, no, I th- I'm good. I, I mean, the lighting's good. not much better, but um, doing what we can here, guys. I mean, you know, look, we're, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot for everyone right now. We're all trying to process <laughs> this thing in real time. Uh, I think my camera battery's dying too, so I think we're just really on borrowed time here. We're, we're going to pick up the pieces next week and and really kind of dig down into all of this more in depth when we have some time to get away from these emotions, but um, I'm happy. I am happy for Mark Williams. I think it was, I think it was a great pick. I would have loved, I wanted to double up the whole time. I wanted to go Mark Williams. I thought that was my dream scenario. Mark Williams, and Jalen Duren, because then you've got Duren who you're essentially. Wait, stashing. you, we never really saw you really wanted. That was an actual thing. You, you wanted to get both of these. Guys. It's a position of need. It's a position that you have no depth in. It's a position that you could lock up, solidify for many years to come. But it just speaks to my my thought process wow. that like, hey, sometimes these picks don't work out, but when they do, they're such a boon for your franchise. As we're going to find out with Lamelo Ball and his restricted free agency. I know everyone, you know, there's a lot of people on the chat from from LA who always come on here and say that like 
Lamelo's leaving, but that choice is not in his hands for uh, for several years because you get, you have the potential to he get could force a, guy. a trade. But yeah. well, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> as we find out over and over in this league, but yeah. but um, you know the the team has an advantage when you draft well because you can and you don't find yourself in bad financial situations like the Hornets have in the past when you don't have to constantly go to free agency and and trades and bring back big money um but yeah i'm look i, I honestly am am very disappointed and surprised that this is what the hornets opted to do there were many options coming into this draft walker and we explored a lot of those options over the past couple of weeks and we did an ultimate mock draft where you and i played pretend gm and you and I, we fielded a lot of calls from other pretend GMs, a lot of different scenarios. Some of them were very like silly, like, oh, we wouldn't do that in a million years, this trade that, mm-hmm. this trade that we just got from the whatever team. Because we couldn't face the listeners, Walker. We couldn't come on this podcast and say, we made this deal because it would be too embarrassing and because we thought it would make the team worse next season and in the future, Okay. We had all of those scenarios on the table. Ultimately, I thought we did the right thing. And and not once, Walker, not once did you and I entertain the idea of trading one of those first round picks for picks that were just automatically going to be worse picks like that. We just never even could conceive let's, of it. Can, let, let's try to talk about that for a little bit longer because just before we before we end the the value what is the value the philosophical question what is the value of this first round pick and four second round picks bugging my yeah, bug in this room now this is i'm Jones. telling you the omens the omens are amazing like <laughs> i've got a bug trying to trying to bite me uh, i've got my light won't work the the camera won't focus. I mean, this is the the but there's a poltergeist that the Hornets a pall has been cast over my house. I feel like Annabelle is gonna peek over your shoulder at any point and I'm gonna <laughs> shut this computer immediately and leave. And I'm gonna call and Annabelle would have okay, Annabelle would have made out. a better trade. I'll tell you that. Right Annabelle now. would have drafted Jalen Duran, okay? <laughs> like she's not trading thirteen. It's not happening. And you know what? Oh She's forcing God. other teams to make that trade with her. You know, yeah. I, Annabelle for GM. That's what I'm asking. Um, I'm not going to go to a Hornets game, but we'd be better run. Um, yeah, what is the value of that? What what is what is the value? Because like I'm trying to figure out: is there a way for you to get these four second round picks and then this future first? Does it buy you time to mm-hmm. trade for a veteran to get off this salary? Because four is a lot. And, and second round picks, Mitch Kupchak has been very good at collecting those and then either trading them for smart stuff or using them and getting your Jalen McDaniels or Devontae Grahams or Cody Martin. So so Mitch Kupchak does good stuff with second round picks. You know, like if, if we wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, he would have evidence to fight us on that. Um, I, I just don't know what team finds that Denver pick a year later more valuable than the 13th pick this year, especially with urgency breeding movement. And especially with this being this year, I would imagine most teams would kind of act on that. But now it's a, a, a better team with the Denver Nuggets, and it's in you next know, year's draft. Well, you know what this makes me think, Walker? And, well, again, we will, we will really dive into this next week. 
Uh, but this is kind of my final thought as I'm tr- sort of gaming out what happened tonight. This makes me think that the Hornets organization is really, really worried about Detroit coming in and giving a max offer to Miles Bridges uh, because they have cleared a lot of cap space. And if they wanted to, if Detroit wants to, they can do that. And it looks like Detroit is focused on winning. Uh, I don't know what their latest cap number after all of the maneuvers that they pulled tonight, but um, it may, it just seems like they are really focused on re-signing Miles Bridges. And that this could be, if that's their selling point on this, that they're, they're trying to make way and, and prevent that from happening or be able to match if that does happen. Um, so that's, that's all I can, that's all I can gather from this. Yeah. All right. Do you want to get to some comments before we end today? You just want to read them. We can do some rapid fire comments. Can, can you scroll? Do you have that ability? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have that ability. That is one piece of technology that has worked for me on this show. Although people can hear us. So if you've been listening on the podcast, thanks for listening to the podcast, by the way. It's a huge part of our audience. You guys we are love saints. You. We love you. We love the listening audience. I mean, check us out on YouTube. Just pop over every once in a while. We're having fun there too, but maybe uh, not this episode. You can just yeah, listen to this. Yeah, one, skip but. this one for sure. <laughs> um, neon uh, Neon Charge says I like Mark Williams over Jalen Duran, but I'm still pissed at that trade. Okay. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. There, this trade, I think, is there's so few people that are going to be happy with this trade. It has nothing to do with Mark Williams. Honestly, I, it has a little bit to do with Jalen Duran, but I think people are just going to look at yeah. this and go, "How did you trade this pick?" for worse picks that's not how it's supposed to work yeah I, I think we probably in the first second segment maybe were a little angry because of what our board said and trying to take a macro view of it but it's the same thing right the trade it, it's by the way you still don't have a trade coach. one a very good one still have a head coach because you wanted that's true because you know reportedly because of some i, you, I you think know, what I think Rod Boone. <laughs> I think Rod Boone did uh, also suggest, by the way, earlier um, in the day that Mike D'Antoni looks to be the guy. Uh, that nothing is happening I'm not, now. I don't believe but, it. I don't believe it until until Mike D'Antoni. I won't even say shows up at summer league. I got to see him night one of the right. regular season. Even they're going to trade him for. They're going to trade him for a future Denver Nuggets hire in 2025. Brian says Pistons are building a powerhouse. Hornets are building a poorhouse. Uh, let's see. Poorhouse. A poorhouse. Um, Luke. Luke says Doug Sorrow is so strong it's affecting the physical space. That's what I'm saying. There's a poltergeist. I've got a Hornets poltergeist in my house right now. Are you the poltergeist? There's some Pistons fans the- lurking in the chat. Rock, what's up? Uh, you know, go Pistons. Detroit basketball. <laughs> I don't. I got nothing left. Uh, Pistons stole the draft. Uh, Danny says, turn a lamp on, dude. I mean, I tried. I mean, Danny, come on, give us a break. Did you see what happened tonight? Give us a break. I mean, <laughs> turn come a, on. Why turn didn't I think on. of that? Oh, my God. I'll just turn a lamp on, of course. <laughs> oh, this gosh. is how we do our pods right here. Doug just does podcasts in the dark because I mean, it's look, become just, a real problem I'm, for I'm him. scrolling through this. I mean, I can't find. There are a few defenders, but I can't. I can't really find. Is it just like? Is it just like awful it's, organization? It's trash, good. trash emoji, curse words, Lamelo gone. Real talk says asset management has always been an issue. Uh, Joseph says trade the thirteenth pick without much thinking about it. Um, yes, who? I mean, honestly, like that. The Dondre says thirteenth pick was a steal. Like uh, Duran was a steal at thirteen. I think 
and then whoever what whatever team ends up who ended up with the 13th pick was it was the, the Pistons right I mean it went through like 9,000 teams but you know that's it's, it's a well the Knicks are going to get Duran okay okay so you give yeah. the, you give the Knicks another you give the another uh, the Knicks another future great big after they've you know they'll probably lose Mitchell Robinson and replace Duran with Robinson and, well, uh, the thing is, you know, it's funny. Like we could have been talking about this Denver Nuggets first round pick. It could be something different. Like I, you know, that's what Rod Boone reported, and you know, there have been reports about it. That being if they Milwaukee had kept the thirteenth, it wasn't going to be Duran. If they had kept the third, you think well, that's a good question that we probably should have asked earlier in the show. Maybe oh. we'll ask it next week. Is like, do you think the Hornets would have taken somebody else thirteen if if they couldn't have gotten the deal done? Mark Williams. Maybe, and then yeah, done something. Then done something at fifteen, like a Branham or a, yeah, right. Unless they didn't think they could. I mean, yeah, maybe they were just always going to trade it because they felt like this is the most value they could get. Because you know, this is a that, great troublemaker network says this is making me sick to my stomach. I'll be honest with you. That's honestly how I felt when the when the details came down. I'm like, this is making me physically ill. There has to be there has to be something else. This cannot be what's happening right now. I remember, you know, years ago, this used to happen a lot under the Rich Cho regime. This happened with second rounders, right? We fooled around. Oh with yeah, he rounders. never used him. Yeah, right, because ever. they didn't want to. Pay, they, you know, they they were like, oh, we don't want another player that we got to even think about paying. You know, and especially if there was a second rounder that happened to be in like the top five or six, because if you get drafted in the second round, it's not guaranteed, but it's kind of guaranteed money, like. You're, you're getting you, to keep those players. You've got to pay them, you know, close to what a first round pick makes a late first round pick. So those picks would, it was automatic. Like the Hornets were not going to pay those players, but now we're fooling around with first round picks. And to me, that's just a whole, that's a whole nother gamble. I, I mean, yeah, I just have, I'm going to have nightmares about Duran turning into the next Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, uh, Mitch Kupchak, uh, <laughs> Kobe Bryant. It's, just, right. it's hard. It's hard. Okay, Doug, you do something to help you out. I don't know if that means turning on a lamp. I don't know if that means going to another room with more light. I don't know what that means, but I hope you're okay. I'm going to get and, some sleep. Uh, yeah. I'm going to sleep it there off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, That's a good I'm going to enjoy too. this weekend, um, and then we're going to come back Monday and talk to some smart people about what happened and, and try to figure it all out. And And I think – we have we heard all we've we are going to hear from Mitch Kupchak at this point. We have a forty fifth pick to also talk about too. So yeah, um, that's true. I don't. I I'm sh- maybe he speaks again. I'm not exactly sure. Um, yeah, who knows? And we'll see what he has to say. But that'll do it for tonight's episode. Uh, a doozy, a great one. The mock, <laughs> not the mock draft, the actual draft, the thing that we were mocking, the actual draft that took place. This will be the end of that episode. Thanks for hopping on with us. As always, thanks for bearing with our emotions. Thanks for bearing with our technical difficulties. We appreciate you listeners. Make sure you check us out anywhere you get your podcast. Also on YouTube. And um, yeah, go see what they're doing also on the draft show over with uh, Locked On. They're covering it all um, as we speak. Thanks again. We appreciate it. And we'll be back with you on Monday. (laughs) 